opener. Hardly know her. Fuck, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Do you have a better one? I think any any of them would just okay. going into the show would have been better than Dude, that. Do a better one then. Bet. Mm-mm. Too no, too long quiet. Okay. You right. snooze, you lose, buddy. Opener, I hardly know her. Welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue, and I love to read. I'm Justin. I hate reading. Are you sure? Yep. Hmm. Have you considered not hating reading? No. What did you think of our last book? I am number four. Um. Mid. Mid? Mid. Okay, so put it in between Twilight and Hunger Games or before Twilight and Hunger Games. How would you rank the three we've read so far? Uh, well, we've read four. Okay, well, Warrior Cats doesn't count because you're mean to Warrior Cats. Um, so far, this is probably the best one. Really? Yeah. You didn't think Hunger Games was the best one? No. What? No, I don't like Hunger Games. I'm actually concerned about that. I Am Number 4 is much worse than Hunger Games. Yeah? Yeah. It's... I don't know. It's like... There's not as much cringe shit in it so far. In I Am Number 4? What's the cringe shit from, Mach from Hunger Games? Just the Gale stuff. Um... I don't want to say war crimes are cringe, but, like, the, uh, everything between. Haiki war crimes? Kind of cringe. Haiki cr war crimes? Cringe. Loki? And, and being cringe? Worst war crime. Um, no. Mm-hmm. No, I think there are worse. No, being cringe is the worst one. So, today we're going to start The Power of Six, which is the next book in the I Am Number Four series. Are you ready? What about five? Five comes later. Okay. So, before we start, what do you think is going to happen in this book? Six is going to be in it. Six was in the last book. Six is going to be in this one. <laughs> Better guesses. Uh, seven's going to eat nine. I hate you. That's why six... I way. actually hate you. Tell me real guesses. Or I'm getting Faith to do the podcast with me from now on. Oh, no. She Blue. has better friends who give us reviews. No, Blue, don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel so bad for the husband. Real guesses. Um, I actually don't think Faye read these books either. More cool dogs. Okay. Can I have a couple of guesses? No, that's... Couple of guesses. I don't ask... I ask for so little. All I want is mashed potatoes all the time, nonstop. That's not a hard one. Two, five guesses from this book. Five? Maximum. You've given me one real guess and instead bitched about it for two minutes. Um, six is... What's his face? Fr Six's French guy is not going to be dead. Six is Sapon? Yeah. Okay. Sapon. Um, Sam's gonna die. Fuck that guy. You, okay, there are six books in this, or seven books in this series. You think they're killing Sam right now? Yeah. Okay, interesting choice. Um, someone gets arrested. Okay. I'll take those four. Um, was that four? Yeah, the multiple dogs. 
Sapon, Dead Sam, and arrests. Yep. Okay, those feel fair. Now, where are my mashed potatoes? Because I said I only really wanted two mm, things. Not doing that. Hmm. Will you actually help me with mashed potatoes no. later? <laughs> no. Please, all I want are mashed potatoes. I believe in you. I don't. This baby has been sucking the life out of me. But I believe in you. We only have, what, four, five, less than four months? Less than three months now? She sucks all my energy out. I just want mashed potatoes. I beg, I beg of you, sir. Please. We'll discuss it later. And by discussing, I mean you'll be making me mashed <laughs> potatoes. Okay. So, in this, um, in this next book, The Power of Six, we get two different POVs. We've never had that before. I hate multiple POVs. You've mentioned that. Not in the podcast, probably, or did I? I bet you have. I actually, I, okay, so here's the thing, is I don't like it because it kind of feels like lazy writing because it's used multiple times in books like this where they're like, here's this big plot thing, POV switch. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then usually it's like, like for this book in particular, they're like split up in literally two different countries. Mm-hmm. So... We're not. We're getting like John's story, and then like the other character's story, like three weeks later. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, there's a time difference too. Yeah. Cool. Right. So, it's um, I don't know. It maybe lazy writing's not the right word, but it just feels like. No lazy writing. Fuck this dude. Pitticus lore. No, it just. I don't know. It just feels like unnecessary. I'm trying to think of a book I've read where I felt like. Dude, this guy's name is like someone who would. Uh, take your children if you don't spin hay into gold. What? What did you just say to me? This guy's name is similar who, to... Who turns spin, like who spins hay into gold? The princess. So she does... Or not the... I don't know. But <laughs> it's someone so they don't lose their firstborn. To whomst? The guy with the weird-ass name that... <laughs> You gotta guess his name so he doesn't take your kid. As you can tell, we've been reading a lot of stories to our our unborn child, and apparently um, we haven't read enough because Justin has made up a... No, that's a real one. Okay, the only thing I know about what you're telling me is that it was in Shrek 4. (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin. Was it Shrek 3 or 4? I think it was Shrek 4. Anyways, like I said, POV, so I'm going to introduce the important characters because we're doing our... What are you staring at me like that for? I'm going to fight Blue this episode. <laughs> as long as you fight me with a mashed potato masher, I'll survive. I'm so hungry. Okay. John Smith, number four, main character. We're going to have to stop halfway through this episode so you can make mashed potatoes. We already decided that that was going to happen. I just didn't realize I was going to get this hungry so okay. early. But I am hungry. Okay, John Smith, Henri Smith, he's John's dead Sapon. Sam Good, alien enthusiast. Sarah Hart. She- I forgot Henri dies. Dead. Dead. He's already dead. He's dead, yeah. You forgot Henri died. I totally forgot he died. In the book, every time I read it, it makes me cry. Radical. Just because, like, the little speech he gives right before he dies, he's like, John, like, I forgive you. And I'm like, aw, you shouldn't. <laughs> John really fucked up. Like, he's literally the whole reason you're dead, but... Okay, you're a good father figure, I guess. Sarah Hart, cheerleader extraordinaire, blonde American blue-eyed gal. Hell yeah. Mark James, jockey McJock. Hell yeah. 
Brittany Kozar, BK, good boy. Little guy. Six, number six, badass qu- queen of queens. I got a hiccup there. Marina, Marina, Marina. So her name is Spanish. So I would say Marina. Yeah. You say it how you would say it with your American accent. Maria. <laughs> That's not her name. Marina. Marina. Number seven, kind of a pussy. Adelina, Marina Sepan, bitch. <laughs> so that's how I wrote those. And this list you is just going to keep getting longer. This list is going to get so fucking no. long. Because, okay, so we introduced the six remaining, or the five remaining, yeah. of the six remaining. So we have John, six, and Marina, who's number seven. Yeah. So we still have three more to introduce. Not only that. We have two su- special surprise characters. Radical. And then we have a couple of Sapons here. Mm-hmm. So I'm at 10 right now. Plus another surprise character. Yeah. And then two or three more surprises. So up to about 15 main characters, like characters that are important. Yeah. Do you have any predictions on who you think your least favorite character is going to be? Sam. Why do you not like Sam? Just fucking nerd. Yeah, I forgot you were a jock in high school. Yeah, I'm so jock. You were jockey. You were jockey McJock in high school. What else category would... Oh, I would have put you in with the weird kids. Mm-hmm. You were a weird jock. Walk. You can't say that. Okay. Captain, I, I, I forget sometimes I was the captain, one of the captains of the track team. I'm the captain now. I'll, like... So often. And as you can tell, Justin peaked in high school, and that's why we have a reading podcast. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> no, it's okay, because I was an emo um, goth kid. Nerd. Yeah. You well, were a nerd. Was I a nerd? You were a nerd. Why? Uh, don't put your hands out like it's clearly obvious I was a nerd. I didn't play 20 nerd sports like you did. Nerd. Outwardly, I was giving goth. What? Goth nerd. How can you? Okay. Anyways, um, our first chunk of chapter. Strings. You were in strings. <laughs> we were both in strings. And I played the most badass of all. No. I no. played the viola. That's the nerdiest one. No, it's not. She needs love. Love the viola. That's the nerdiest one. It's the sexiest one because it's like a cello, one but tiny. Is the cello? Is the bass? Mm. The cello sounds the best. The bass is boring. The bass is boring, but it's also the coolest. A bass is big, but not in a utilization type of way. You can't bash somebody over the head. The, cello. the best is the cello. We're done. We're gonna start the book. The normal one. This is, is what violin. happens when you've been married for. And then the how nerd long have ass we been married? one is viola. But I wasn't any good at strings. Yeah, neither. <laughs> yeah. That's why we were in those shit strings. Yeah. Okay, stop. Justin, seriously? I'm really trying to start telling this story. I'm really eager to tell this story. And it's going to be super easy and not split up at all, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so we start with Marina. This is where we meet her. Her name is Marina, which means of the sea. Marina Menudez. Okay. From the from the movies? From the UDF gas station commercials. Hell yeah. Um... Marina it oh my Marina god Marina do you think you can interrupt podcast? me wait what's the uh basement yard tiktok sound where it's like 
never gonna remember it. Cool. That's a dope joke. That was really funny. That's a good joke for our podcast. Well, okay, I'm still trying to remember it. I can't remember it. Maybe I'll post it on TikTok. If people followed us on TikTok, you'd see my rad TikToks. TikTok, TikTok. Can I start the book now, or are you going to keep interrupting me? I don't know. Unless you're interrupting me with a spoonful of mashed potatoes, you <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, Marina is almost 18 years old. And she knows damn good and well that she's Loric, as she was a little bit older when they landed. So she was probably six or seven when they landed. She also truly understands, like, what they lost, because she was much older than the rest of them. Her and her sipan, Adelina, had a really hard time finding a place to live and making money. Adelina was not um, as good as Henri or some of the other sipans. Why are you giving me that face? I'm not, I'm, I have my eyes closed because they hurt. He's falling asleep. So Adelina wasn't as good as, um, as making money or like finding a place. So they kind of learned through like a full year that humans can be kind of assholes. What? I know, right? And in very Jesus-y spirit, they arrived at a convent in a small village in Spain and were given a room at the inn. (laughs) I love convents and all the good things they do. Well, good, because there's a lot of good things they do. Which reminds me, we're probably going to talk about religion in a bad way. Nah. That's how we do talk. That's how we, we do don't, it. We don't talk about religion in any other way. Mm-hmm. They have now been at this convent for 11 years. Too long. So Adelina has completely given up on their Loric journey. She now truly believes the word of God. Radical. And it is, is a devoted woman in the convent. But Marina knows the truth. She knows that from her very small amount of internet. There's a terrorist duo in the U.S., John and Henri Smith, who are probably also Loric, and that something very big is happening and she has to find him. So that's kind of how we open. What do you feel? How, how, what? Terrorist duo? Yeah, so she, um, I'll just keep going. So Marina, she's waiting to use this old ass computer in the convent orphanage she lives in. She's the oldest girl and she's only got five more months before she gets to go. And her Sepan has lost her connection to the Loric and refuses to move on. Cool. So now she can't like do anything but wait until she's like freed from the convent at 18. Radical. She's waiting for two bullies to finish their online time. And as they're taking forever, and her assholes, she subtly uses her t- telekinesis to freak them out. But when she's going on to see what the terrorist duo, the Smiths, who blew up a school and killed five people, um, she doesn't get to, like, get on the computer. It's so old. So what we're learning from Marina's perspective, from, like, the outside world's perspective, the school blew up. John and Henri were blamed, as I would also blame yeah. them. They show up three months before... A huge school, like, the school's flattened. Yeah. Five people are dead. And then they disappear. Yeah. That would be a little suspicious. And there's no trace of them before? Yeah. Hi, Stinky. Ow, shit. (laughs) It's a nail clipping kind of night tonight. Ow. Um, So, again, it's a convent, so they have prayer time. And during this, she thinks about how her relationship with Adelina has completely changed and she has no idea what to do with things. 
She sneaks out back to the computer room and reads about the terrorists, terrorist groups, the Smiths. And apparently the newest update is they uncovered a bunch of counterfeiting stuff in Henri's house. And they're now considered international terrorists. That's like the lamest name for some terrorists. Though. The Smiths. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes. Chef's fucking kiss, bro. So many times. We should watch it again. I love that movie. I'm good right now. Impossible. She recalls a situation year ago, years ago, when her and Adelina found an account on, or her, just Marina, found an account online called Two, and it said nine, now eight. Are the rest of you out there? And within seconds, somebody responded to it saying, we're here. And mere seconds after that, the second scar appeared on her, and she knew two was dead. She also reveals a second legacy outside of her telekinesis, that she can bring plants back to life. But there's kind of no more specifics on that. Yeah. How are you feeling about Marina so far? I'm not understanding what's happening, but I'm I'm rolling with it. It's because it's a different, starting with a different perspective. Yeah. So... You good now? Okay, let's just start off like that. Oh, because we're back. Yeah, we're. It's not going to be a very seamless transition if we pretend it, it like it's, this. It's not going to be a seamless transition. I have totally different energy right now. <laughs> what? No, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, we had to take a break because just Justin for was like EB. a couple hours. And by hour, he means two or three days. Two days, right? Today's Wednesday. So yeah, just two days. Not seepy anymore. We're going to finish this last bit. Wide fucking awake, even though it's three hours later than we were recording the first time. Yeah, it's 8.30 right now, so it's reading held hostage at night. In the dark. Tell me what, uh, I guess we don't have to go through what you remember from last time, because this isn't a full episode, full brand new episode. Nope. So we can just keep going. Um, So the last bit we have was that Marina, the new character, showed that she can bring plants back to life. Marina Menunez. Okay, you already did that the first time around. Um, That's a good bit. Now we're back to John, who's having a vision or a hallucination. It's kind of like in Twilight when they're like, these are normal, right? And it's like, no. I've... You shouldn't be seeing stuff. I've done my fair share of the fun plant. um, And have multiple, like, brain injuries. Well, don't concussions majority of them. You're not supposed to call them concussions anymore. It's not a TBI, is it? It's a mild traumatic brain injury. M. Okay. I, I believe. Um, never hallucinated. Mm-mm. And I have a lot of mental illnesses. <laughs> Just fucking rat your whole self out, then, eh? Um, <laughs> I've probably auditor audit. Auditorily? Hallucinated, like, twice. And Seeing it things? Freaked yeah. me the fuck out for, like, three weeks. If I see something, like, if I'm having a like actual hallucination, and I'm coherent, I'm aware that that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Like a full-on dream, wide awake? Yeah. Nah. Freak out. Yeah. I freak out at my dreams. So, anyways, John's having a hallucination, and it's just chill. It's just one of those chill ones. It's just, well, not really, because there's a bunch of Moogs around him, and he's in a strange place. They're speaking a different language, and they seem to be talking about the situation where they lost John and Six at the school. Hmm. 
and they have no idea what happened, but they got away, uh, ended up killing a significant bunch of them, and during this vision, he can hear someone saying his name, kind of like Sam, but he can't hop out of it. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. The largest of the figures comes toward him, and he seems to know like who he is. Like That's one of the guys I need to kill. That's Dan. Okay. But he's 20 feet tall. But looks relatively human, minus the height. He's Dan's taller. tall. He's taller than an avatar. The blue people avatar. How tall are they? 14 feet. feet. 14. Oh. Yeah. I don't like... I don't either. That's I why like I know it. it. <laughs> like, whenever they show, like, people and avatars side to side in the movie, yeah. it's like, no. They're like two and a half whole humans. Yeah. So, anyways, this guy approaches John, and he's like, his pendant... He's got, like, his pendant, John's pendant, is freaking okay. out. Not his penis, his I pendant. I thought Dan was, like, blinged out. Well, wait. And um, the man has a grotesque purple scar along his neck. Gross ass. And the man Moog, the 20-foot man Moog, says, Hey, I've been expecting you, and just fucking yeets his sword into John's neck. But John wakes up right before it kills him. Like, right before it would have killed him. So, wait, was this a dream or a hallucination? I'll go into it. It wasn't normal. That's for goddamn sure. Mm-hmm. Sam and Six have been woken up by him and were worried. They're like, what the fuck? And Six is like, hey, you were speaking Mogadorian and even some Loric. Cool. <laughs> Bruno wants love so bad right now. <laughs> Please love him. Um, which is strange because he obviously doesn't speak those languages. Mm-hmm. And they're in this like motel room that they've been in for a week hiding out. So it's only been about a week since the disaster at the school. Their terrorist attack. Yes, and John is now considered a fugitive. Radical. They kind of don't really talk about this, because John's not like, hey guys, I just hallucinated. Yeah. They were like, hey John, you were speaking. And he's like, that's crazy. That's don't so crazy. terrorists usually have like an ideology behind it? Yeah. I think typically. It's kind of, it's yeah. kind of the same thing as a cult, but yeah. more outwardly aggressive versus like kind of inwardly trying to control. Yeah. That's the, um... They do have an, an ideology. Yeah. They're not terrorists. They're... I would describe them more as a cult. If you're from a different planet and are trying to survive, is that cult? If somebody told me they were from a different planet and trying to survive, I would think it was a yeah, cult. Yeah, yeah. Out, outwardly, <laughs> That's yes. what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, Sam tells him, hey, there's news about us. There's not a reward being offered for Sam. And Sam's like, that sucks. <laughs> Whittily, what the hell? I did tell Wisdom too. I did it too. Um, they talk for a bit, and they're like, hey, we gotta go soon. And John, like, kind of reflects on how hard it's been this past week with Henri dead. But he's so glad that BK's still alive. He's still really beat up, but he's alive. Really sucks that the guy that I've lived my whole life with died. But at least that dog that's been here for three weeks is chill. Yep. They decide to go to North Carolina. Like, they're just kind of, like, making shit up. But Six had hit her chest there previously. Um, it's no longer there. And this way they can avoid West Virginia, as that's the one place she knows for certain Moogs are there. Mm-hmm. They pack up, and John is like, oh, what was me? Are they in the capital? <gasps> the capital. The Moogs control the government. You're not? Oh! As far off as you think oh, you no. would be. Um, they're like, oh, John's like, oh, what was me? I miss Sarah. Wah, wah. And Sam gives him everybody haircuts. And John realizes, like, Sam's kind of into six. And they head out on the road. And this is the point where I'm just going to point out that they are 
15 to 17, 16 to 17, 18. Yeah. They're horny teenagers. I'm just going to say it. I don't, I just don't think teens are horny ever. Well, here's the thing is I don't care about love in this type of book. Yeah. Where I'm just like, give me the cool parts. It's like Hunger Games where I'm like, I just don't, like Gail's like, literally it's Gail right now. That's how I, like, how much I hate Gail is how much I feel about this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, 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 dude. Hey. (laughs) Is now the time? Yeah. Like, it's now really the time to worry about who's falling in love with who. We have to make a plan. I get, I get the thing that he's saying right now of like, oh, maybe they're being yeah, maybe they're cute too. Okay. Maybe they're cute to to each other. Yeah. But like, in Hunger Games, where they're like, you need to declare your love. Yeah. Definitely different. But the but the way I feel about Gail being like, well, why not me? Is the way I feel about like relationships in these types of books, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I get it. I get the thrall. Trust me. I read fantasy romance adult novels as an adult. Blue. But these are teenagers and there's like a war. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So um, they're on the road and Six tells John and Sam her story. They were in Texas after leaving Mexico. Apparently she was the one who responded to, and I'm sure you remember this in our two day gap, the internet posts where somebody named two posted about it. And, um, you remember oh, that? where that guy posted and then dead. They immediately died, yes. You do remember it. I'm proud of you. Hell yeah. And the Moogs were on their trail, obviously. They had talked to somebody Why? online. And they caught up to them and started attacking them in Texas. And these Moogs look like regular normal people. Not scouts. Not soldiers. And they attacked... They're the lizard people from the government. That's QAnon. Oh. I learned so much about QAnon recently. Not because I'm in it, but <laughs> let me just... No, wait, 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 why? <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, one of my podcasts that I like to listen to, and that's why we drink, did a three-part series on it. Very interesting. Anyways. She be sipping. <laughs> they're in Texas, and like I said, these mogs surround them. But then, like, a bunch of men, like, stand up for them, and, like, they have guns, so... They start attacking because... Don't kill these people. <laughs> We're men with guns in Texas. And they're able to leave. She's only 13. They, at this point. So they hid the chest a few weeks later before the Moogs caught up to them again. And this is when we learned that everything in the chest turns to ash when the Loric connected to it dies. Mm. So one, two, and three's chests Ain't got nothing are in ash. Them. Yeah. But six's chests chest who the mogs have currently could if they can get it open somehow yeah they can access those things are you gonna sneeze bless you no it's just my nose hurts okay hurts i don't know okay so they talk about how you know that they walk among us people knew that number seven was in spain and nine was in south america and they, as they're talking about that they're like well that's crazy and then the police sirens turn on behind them <laughs> POV switch! It's Marina again! <laughs> what? Here to do trivia at the AMC Theater. Oh my god. It's cold and snowy in Spain, and she dreams of a girl with raven hair asking her to take her hand. Raven hair? It's six. We, six has... Raven is like dark black. Okay. And, um... She just got a bunch of birds. A <laughs> bunch of birds up there. Another hallucin- halluc... 
hallucination. There we go. It's so good that we speak so clearly because we have I a I kind of have a lisp-ish. And my, Marina gets ready for Sunday Mass, God's Day. The Lord. And um, there's like this big dinner afterwards that she's got to do shit for. Adelina comes to talk to her and Adelina is just in her own little fucking world. Adelina's her Sapon. And she, like, no longer really outwardly believes in the Loric and the Lorian, like, in the planet Lorian. She's like, it's a fairy tale. And Marina's like, it's not a fucking fairy tale. And they fight about it. And Marina's like, if it's a fairy tale, can I do this? And, like, does telekinesis. And Marina slaps her. Or Adelina slaps her. And after she leaves, like, Marina, like, kind of does some, like, oh, what was me thing about, like everything they did before they came to the church. They had a really hard time finding a spot. I'm sorry. I can't focus because one of our you have cats, Stinky, is licking the inside of the mouth of another cat we have. Of <laughs> Stomp. Of Stomp. Who is weaker and cannot get away. Yes. He is just in his mouth. Just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes hanging out. After their long-ass church mass, she cooks these food and then heads into town to see her one and only friend, who's an adult male, Hector Ricardo. He's a, he's not pervert or anything, um, but I think it's personally still weird. Um, he's also the town drunk, cool. who she befriended at age 13. Radical. And he promised to be around to protect her if she stuck around, which, again, he's not a pervert. He's, like, genuinely a really nice guy, but it's still, in my personal opinion, an inappropriate relationship. Mm. <laughs> um, she's just so desperate for friendship. Like, she gets bullied by the other girls in this the area. The nuns. And the nuns, yeah. <laughs> After dinner, she steals some non-perishable items and heads to this cave um, where she stockpiles all of, these, all of this food. And, like, she also paints. She's a very talented painter. She's kind of a prepper. Yeah, but... For a real reason. Yeah. Not the fake real reasons I have. Oh, she'd be prepping. Yeah. She walks to this little cave and has been painting in it for a few years. And she has a really strange feeling that someone's, like, watching her. But, she again, she's really smart. She figures out all these types of things by her lonesome because Adelina is not there helping her like Henri was. Mm -hmm. Like, she figures out, hey, it's snowing. I need to walk to the cave. So she wears a blanket on her back to get the snow across her footprints. Mm -hmm. Which I think is pretty smart. Like, again, she doesn't have anyone helping her um this is where we learn a second or her, i guess her third telekinesis healing plants we learn that she has the ability to see in the dark and she paints and all that kinds of stuff and reflects on other paintings just in in the dark yeah just a gal being in the dark doing, doing <laughs> in the dark gal in the dark how fucking creepy would that be if you walked into a room Turn the light on. Someone's standing there painting, painting a painting in full color. Yeah. And it's just like, what's up? She's like, turn the lights off. You made it look different. It doesn't look right now. Um, but she paints like things like John Smith's face, the raven haired girl from her dream. And she also even has a painting because she was older. She's almost 18. So she was older when they arrived on the planet. Um, a vivid painting of the view from her room mm. when back when they were on Lorianne. When she gets back to the church, they're introducing a new orphan girl, which is obvi obviously like a really sad thing to do, who looks to be about seven and has auburn hair, which is... It's not like when they introduce a new islander to Love Island? No, way sadder than that, actually. Really? Yeah. And as she's being 
Introduced, Marina looks outside and sees a strange man staring at her. Radical. Freaks out a little. I would too. Yeah. Yep. He has black hair, a thick mustache, and eyebrows. And she goes back to like, like she does like a double take, but he's gone. And Alina pops out. She's like, hey, so sorry I smacked the shit out of you earlier. That was crazy, right? <laughs> that was crazy. That was so wild. Oh, that's oh my crazy. god. And she's like You're fine though, right? You're good though. Like we don't have to talk about it anymore and I don't have to acknowledge your presence for the next ten more years. Cool. Sounds great. And Marina's like, Hey, shut up about the smacking me thing. Weird. There was a man outside. And Adelina's like, No. No, that's simply Sorry not true. Sorry for smacking you and not believing in you, but I'm not going to believe in you. Not going to start now, that's for fucking sure. And Marina, like, goes over to, like, the window and sees footprints. So, yeah. like, she knows she's not making it up. And she's just kind of left to freak out by herself. And speaking of freakouts, we're back to John. They freak out about being pulled over, obviously. Yeah. The officer's not fooled. He's like, I know you guys are in a stolen car. You're on a dope run. They are smuggling the devil's They're lettuce. Sm- smuggling dope. And at this point, he doesn't recognize them as, like, terrorists from Ohio. Um, and then he does. <laughs> because they <laughs> fuck. They're, he, they're like, get out of the car. And they're like, he's like, where's the dope? And they see he sees the chest and he's like, that's it. It's got to be the dope. And then they start, like, fighting and they're like, oh, you're the terrorists. And so, you know, more sirens are coming around. And that's, like, around when the officer... Is like you're terrorists, but somehow he already called for more backup for a simple dope run. Um, I mean, the way the cops move on that is just yeah, three teenagers though. Anyways, they start running. I mean, you see how many police they send for one person of color. I know, dangerous. The three of them. Oh wait, Sam. they're all white. Yes. Uh, but they do have a dog. They do have a dog. Which, as we know... They would have just killed the dog. Dog's so. dead. Um, they're shit out of luck running, and they're like... Oh, I haven't done this bit in a little bit. 30%. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait, what? It's 40%, right? I think so. I forget the percentage. Just look up cops and percents. Are you done? And home life of Okay, I'm gonna officers. keep going. So they're running, and they're like, shit, we're fucked, because the dogs, even if we disappear, because again, she can make people invisible six, the dogs are gonna be able to track our scent. How did they get dogs out there so fast? I don't know. Got those good boys with them. Good boys. There are not as many police dogs, let alone as many blood, like, bloodhound type Sense sn- like you have to you have to dogs. specially yeah. call those dogs in, and it can take a while for them to get in. Yeah. Speaking of those types of dogs, true crime, real quick. There was a true crime case where a dog sniffed out in a lake on a college campus a bloody sheet, and was like, "You need to go in there." And they were like, "The dog's broken. It's barking <laughs> Broke at dog. It's barking at the water." And they went in there and they found the sheet, and the stupid killer. Didn't even take off the matching sheet he had on his bed. And so they found him that way. He got the Toy way. Story sheets on the... Literally, it was some very distinct pattern. where yeah. they, It wasn't like a white sheet where they were like, oh, there's their matching white sheets. It was like a distinctive pattern. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Dude. Did you see the... Um, now we're just talking about Now we're just talking. Tell me what's up. Um, did you see the 
police officer that was caught giving hand signals to the dog, drug I dog did, to yeah. alert it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's just like, we all knew you were doing that, but you got yourself caught yeah. on your own body cam doing that? Are you stupid? <laughs> yeah, but are you stupid? Not that anything's going to happen to, uh, to no. them. Or the pol- police dogs in general or anything. Well, n- police dogs... A cab. People finding sniffing dogs. I'm fine with that. Well, They're all different. dogs are good boys. That's true. Some except are for the foster puppies we've had in the past, raised by cops. Yes, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? So they there's a river, and they're like, "Perfect, we can swim across this river." And it's like late January, and BK's like. No. Don't do that. And, like, even Sam's like, hey, I'm literally a human. And Six is like, we are also not equipped to handle this. We are also not equipped to handle this type of freezing temperatures. And so they hand BK, like, their nasty sweaty shirts to drag in a different path. BK's, like, still fucked up from... He's just limping away with No, literally, he's got a broken leg. He's got gashes all over him. He still can't walk proper. Yeah. And then Six baffles the both of them, Sam and John, by Mosesing the water, splitting it in half so they don't freeze and they can just walk across the bottom Who of did that? Six. Six. She can control the elements. Okay. Um, do you know water makes sense stronger? Mm-mm. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. Again, they wouldn't actually have these sniffer dogs know, too yeah, fast. But... They're specially called in. Yeah. They're like privately owned and trained. It's like eighty. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know the percentage. I'm just pulling it out of my ass. But I don't think like any police dogs are like they're, they're drug trained, drug, yeah. drug explosive, or like attack dogs. Yeah, and you have to specially train each yeah. of them individually. So it's just that pisses me off because I'm an old person. Mm-hmm. They are able to escape for a bit from like a helicopter by turning invisible bk pops back around and then second helicopter that mm-hmm. they didn't expect comes around two helicopters <laughs> and six pulls out like a big ass storm she fucking crashes the helicopter <laughs> yeah she well they pull them out of the helicopter oh, first okay they suplex a helicopter but take the people take out. the people out which sounds like a super and easy endeavor even yeah, when yeah. you have telekinesis doesn't sound yeah, hard yeah, at yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there's a bunch of officers around the corner. They have to fight. As they fight, John gets, like, busted down, makes his way back up, and Six and John just start fucking sprinting, full sprint, with, like, Sam over the shoulder, everything in their hands, and they, they're able to escape because when they sprint, like... They fast. They're fast. Um, and they end up hopping a freight train in Tennessee. And this is when Six tells more of her story... Of Katerina being captured in upstate New York. Mm. Katerina and Six were overwhelmed eventually. The Moogs had... Um, Who's Katerina? Her... Her Sapon. Okay. Um, they were overwhelmed by the Moogs and eventually drugged and bound. Radical. Then they woke up. Well, she woke up alone in a hollowed out mountain. Don't know how she knows that's where she was. She's in a cell. Yeah, you kind of see a cell, and you're like, ooh, this is a cell. Yeah. And then you, like, look a little finer, and you're like, this is a cell in a hollowed-out mountain. mountain. Been there, done that. 
Um, she later learns that um, it was in West Virginia and that the Mogues had been following them the whole time as they had bugged their car in Texas. She was alone, being starved, but she never felt hungry, which she learned was due to the charm's brilliance. She never felt, like, starved. And when the Mogues finally came round... Hey, how does that work, though? It just protects them. Nobody's going to die of hunger because they're not feeding her. What? Oh. That's the your calories answer. have to come from somewhere. Mm-mm. Space calories, bro. Oof. Um, she... I, I hate magic that ignores the laws of physics. They literally have magic powers in these telekinesis. I know, I know, I know. But I hate magic that... <laughs> Harry Potter. Hate it. No, you it, don't. No. The Harry Potter, Harry Potter Harry magic Bo- system is fucking stupid. I know it is. And we'll talk about it when we do Harry Potter. Don't they literally poop their pants and just go, go away? Isn't that what they did before toilets? No. Yes, it is. What'd they do? That was a joke. I like it. That's I'm a good joke. actually making it canon right now. I forget who said that joke, but that was a joke. I bet it was J.K. Rowling as a joke, and everyone was like, she said it, it's canon! <laughs> I got you. Oh, I have to Google find it. where that comes from. I'll just Google it right quick. Oh, we're Googling stuff? We're um, bringing about this segment? Harry... Potter poop their pants. <laughs> Potter poopy pants. Potter poopy poop pants and make it disappear. Pants. I googled Harry Potter poopy pants. What do you think the first thing to pop up is? Make it disappear. Fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean Harry Potter poopy pants as a combined fan word fanfiction? Because <laughs> I split the word up. And then the first fanfiction to pop up is fanfic. Harry Potter and autism. What? Harry Potter. <laughs> and then just the real quick first notice. It's okay, Harry. Just shit your pants. Oh. The hell's elf will clean it away. Albus says. Oh. <laughs> we might have to do a, a spinoff where once a month we read a bad fanfic. Oh, no. Okay. Anyways. Um, blah, 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 blah. She was in a torture chamber with Katarina in front of her and a Moog begins torturing six but, you know, that's when they learn it about the work. chart. Yeah, like he gets <laughs> fucked up. Uh, she, he doesn't die, though. And this is when they start harming Katarina. And he's like, tell me everything. And Six is like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Radical, because she's yeah. 13. Yeah, she's a child. When we as an adult know, and it probably wouldn't make a difference if one of us were being tortured, if they were like, tell me everything, I won't kill him. We know they're still going to kill him. Yeah. But it's a pretty, pretty fucking useful tactic. Yeah. Um... She tells them everything she's able to remember, and but at least she was able to lie about what number she was. She was like, I'm number nine, not number six. I guess that's important. Um, I'm number 50. You guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, the Mog still ends up killing Katarina, and she's comforted at least by the fact that Katarina had not been tortured in a very horrible way, which... I agree. Do you know that's how they did SEAL Team 6? I don't know what that is. SEAL Team 6, the people who killed Bin Laden. Okay. Um, it's a Navy elite, whatever. How do you not know what's... Okay. You think I was engorged in po- politics prior to Trump? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but apparently the third... You se- weren't either. You're just a boy. Th- they're the third SEAL Team. 
That don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the third third one established, and they were like, six. Number six, please. Um, after Katarina's death, the monks try to kill her all kinds of crazy ways, but they all end up dying. And she was eventually there for 185 days, which is six months, when her first legacy appears, invisibility. Perfect. Where's she at? <laughs> um, and it took her two days to master it enough to escape, which she did, after fucking massacring the Moog who killed Katarina. <laughs> Makes sense. And she hoped she could get her chest back from where they hid it, but they couldn't. Um, it had already been taken, and Six is like, hey, John, you should open your chest soon. You know, like, it's time. Um, which, honestly, fuck off. Like, let him open it on his own goddamn time. Hey, you know this chest that you can only open with your dead friend? That has his ashes on a secret letter from him that you haven't read yet. How does it have his ashes? They put it in there. They just... <laughs> scooped They're it in up like and a threw... can. What? They're in like a coffee can. Okay. Like Due Date coffee. Have you seen Due Date? Where... I have seen Due Date. Due Date is a good movie. Remember when they... when the Jamie Foxx character makes, <laughs> makes coffee, coffee out with of his the guy's ashes? Dad. I love that. He's how like, you, this coffee sucks. How do you... How? How do I what? It doesn't smell or look like, feel no. like coffee. No. How do you get into... How do you get that through the machine being like, this is coffee? I don't know. Maybe he... I can't. Okay. Chat, the next bit. So we're back in Marina's POV. She wakes up early, gets Ella ready for school. Again, Ella's the new kid. And Marina spends time... Stop messing with the cat. I'm not. Marina spends time thinking about how her second legacy developed, which is super cool. And again, I remember she's bullied with no one to help her. Her ability is to breathe underwater. And I want you to think about how she might have gotten that ability. Nuns dip that witch in the well. <laughs> no, but some kids at uh, this like weird little camp they go to in the summer pushed her off something and then just like held her under and she just kept like she was drowning yeah and then she like is wait, like oh i can breathe wait why weren't they drowning and she not drowning because, because her legacy the... is gonna develop yeah but the curse but it's not technically life-threatening if she's got the legacy for it so if someone went up to john before his legacy fell up and set him on fire I think it's a little bit more gradual than that. The the thing would be like, nope, he got the legacy. It's his fault. It might give him he the legacy at that point. He should have set it up first. Well, I think that's what in. happened. Because she, like, fucks with them, and then she just, like, hangs out under the water for a long time and pops back up. That would scare me. And she still gets bullied by these fuckers. <laughs> You're like, you, you bullied the immortal fish woman. <laughs> Nothing better. Um, she goes into town... Um, for school with Ella, and they meet Hector, who's taking care of his mother, who's very sick with Parkinson's and a couple of other things, and he's very sweet to both of them. In class, she thinks about what she knows about John Smith and wonders how he escaped 35 cops, two copters, when he was in Tennessee, and she has no idea how to get answers until she remembers, like, the chest exists. So presumably Marina's timeline is, like, two days ahead of what we just yeah. learned about John. So... Is she going to cut off this woman's hand, or... Don't think that would work. No? But I don't know. Maybe it would, because it seems like the charm and everything else is like, fuck the Sapons. Yeah. We just care about these guard bitches. Okay, back to John. 
John is having a seriously realistic nightmare. Radical. And the, um, the one he ends up on, uh, what was, something about the Moogs. He sees the same big Moog with the purple scar on his neck. Oh, Dan. Dan. And um, airship surrounded by lots of angry looking Moogs. And he has a magic cane that fucking demolishes one of the Moogs. Like fucking vaporizes this motherfucker. And when he that wakes magic up. stuff. They're in this abandoned house in Florida. And, you know, it was lucky enough it still had the water on. I'm glad they put Never that in the there. Never let the water run. Never let the water run. And John finds Sam going through the news while Six is in the swimming pool that she filled with a rainstorm. And they're kind of all trying to decide, like, what's the best way to proceed. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Rain's gross, for one. Maybe she filtered it. She does control the elements. She can make a little sand um, carbon. But two. Okay. A lot of, lot of mold and algae and bugs. fungies and bugs. Maybe and Bernie Kozar turns into like a um, uh, an algae eating type fish and goes in and deals with that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just saying that's a gross fucking nasty pool and I would not swim in it. Sam makes a comment about John looking at Six in a sexual way and how Six would never look at Sam that way. And again, they've been together like three-ish weeks now. Um, And John's like, shit, am I looking at her in a sexual way? He's like, the Lorik only fall in love for life and I'm already in love with Sarah. So impossible? Oh, Whittley can't have feelings for two women. Whittley definitely can't find two people too active at all at the same time. Whittley fell in love with the first person I saw. We, I Whittley did that. In real life. What the hell? But Justin, I hate to break it to you. There are attractive people out there that aren't you. And his name's Eddie Burback. Fuck! And I love Eddie. And he's a good YouTube boy. They decide to start training that day. And John realizes how much more powerful Six is. Like, she is fucking badass. To the point where he's like, how is that even possible? Um, Very, like, sexist of him. Like, well, I'm obviously... Like, he's, like, making jokes about it. And they're, like, fucking... Like, to the point where Six is like, they're not fucking funny. Um, And she learned all of this while on her own. Um... And they start, like, even um, Sam joins in on the training, which is good. They start talking about John's vision. This is when he decides to tell him about the visions he just had. And they decide that it's something that happens in the present. So it's a vision and not as much as a hallucination. And John's like, hey, I'm freaked out because the last bit of my last dream, the purple neck guy. Dan. Dan. Was holding up three Loric charms from the previously three killed guard. And John realizes, like, this guy got on a ship. Holy crap. C- could he be coming to Earth? It could take him, like, two or three months. Because Mo- Mogador is closer to Earth than Lorianne. Any questions How is he so going to sail all the way there? I've seen... Oh, Treasure Planet. You sure? Yeah, I, I was, lock in there, that answer? <laughs> it was Treasure Planet. I was getting it mixed up with uh, Atlantis in my head. Oh. They feel the same. Back to Marina. Because why not? Adelina hid the chest from Marina when they arrived at the church. So she's been searching for it herself ever since. And can't fucking find it. <laughs> and as she's becoming closer to Ella, um, 
she's like, hey, shit, like... Oh, okay. So she's getting closer to Ella. Then during Mass one day, Ella laughs during Mass. Oh, dude. You cannot do that in Catholicism. Because the next thing is... God's not funny. They're caught by the mean nun, and Marina's know that... Marina knows that Ella's gonna get beat with a paddle. God ain't got no jokes Um, for the Catholics. (laughs) Marina runs off trying to find Ella, hoping she can avoid the beating. What? He literally wasn't going to do that. Uh, he was probably going to bite that. Bruno, our cat, is like, I know we're all off topic, but he's like literally the worst. Look, he's not even biting it. He he's just licking, licking his paw. paw. He's licking his paw and, and his it paw happens to be happens. in his paw. Bruno knocks shit off the counters. He goes around and meows. He, when he does knock shit off the counters, he takes it and he throws him somewhere else. He's literally like the epitome of like terrible twos in a cat. Yeah. And he's sitting on top of Justin's computer that has a wire coming out of it. And he's, like, literally putting his paw on the wire and was licking his paw. And he's like, I'm literally not even eating the wire. I'm not even eating the wire. He's not even stealthy about it. Okay, where was I? Um, Marina tries to find Ella, hoping to avoid the beating, but can't find her anywhere. And eventually she just runs off to her cave and has, like, a really weird feeling. And when she gets to the cave, she can see that there are a set of boot prints going into the cave, not leaving. Which means somebody's still in the cave currently. She, invisible. Stab, stab. Or no, she can't turn invisible. No. She does show off a new legacy as she runs away. Super speed. Yeah. Which I don't understand what... Like, I wish they could give me numbers because they already go fast. Yeah. What so, is super speed? Yeah, so are the other guys running, like... Like 30, 30 40... Like 30, that would, 40? Which would be an obtainable thing because, like... A, a human being can sprint like twenty seven thirty yeah. miles per hour for a quick amount of time, but yeah. like that would be like something I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen someone go that fast. Yeah. So what is super speed in comparison to being able yeah. to go thirty forty miles per hour yes. at a full sprint? Also, here's the thing: what's the stride length? Mm. That's what I always want to know about super speed. Yeah. Is are they going and have a normal stride length, but it's just really fast? I think she's got big stride length. Or is it just jump, jump, jump? Mm, I don't think it's jump. I don't know. But I always picture Marina, she's like 5'7 in my brain. So like, can you imagine walking up on a super speed? Because it's snowing. They can see her footprints and being like, how the... This fuck? footprint is 20 feet apart from uh, that footprint. How the fuck? So. Um, okay, so she goes to Alina, at Alina's room, and she's like, hey, I'm scared somebody's here. And Alina's, Adelina's like, that's stupid, you're dumb, the word of God is everything now. And Nothing's she's funny like, about God. She's like, I'm not fucking showing you where your chest is because Lorian is dead and they can fuck off because they gave us a death sentence by sending us here to Earth. As if being on Lorian would have been a better fate, but either way, I do get what Adelina is I saying. I literally can't believe the exploding planet sent us away to die. But we have to think, Henri had kids and a wife. Possibly Adelina had a similar family situation. Yeah. That she was... I am going to use the word forced because who knows what happened. Yeah. She's obviously unhappy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give her an excuse to slap the shit out of Marina or abandon her. Yeah. Or gaslight the shit out of her. Because she's literally, like, half the time, she's like, it's literally fake. Girl boss gatekeep. She's like, widowy, Loian is fake. She's gaslighting her, gatekeeping that chest. 
mm-hmm. and girl bossing her way up the nunnery. Up the nunnery. I don't know why she isn't a nun. I wonder why not. Anyways. Um, oh, don't you have to... I don't care. She... Marina then runs off to the city to meet Hector, who's drinking at a cafe. And he's like, what's going on? She's like... Does she also sound French? I don't know if Adelina sounds French. I know they're speaking Spanish. Dude. What? A a French person speaking Spanish, just like the idea of that seems so cringe to me. I also want to say that Marina was like seven or six when she left the planet. She would have retained... Somewhat. Not a heavy accent, but she would have retained enough that somebody could, if they were listening, be like, what? Is that secret accent you've got under there? Yeah. So she's talking to Hector, Hector, and she sees a man in a coat with a mustache and bushy eyebrows, and he's reading a book called Pitticus of Something and the Athenian War, and she's like, this guy's a motherfucking moog. I'm reading a book of how to not look like an alien (laughs) in the cafe. Yep. And she gets back to the convent, talks to Ella, and who did, in fact, get beat. Radical. And they're like, cool, let's pinky promise that we'll always protect each other, even if one of us leaves. And I was like, why would one of us? And Marina's like, shut the fuck up. Wait, wait, pinky wait, wait. fucking <laughs> promise. And Marina feels confident asking Ella for her help looking for the chest. Sick. Back to John. Oh my god, it's not over. <laughs> we're super, well, with the book, we're not that, we're about halfway done. With the podcast, we've got one more chunk. Oh my god. They've been training for a week and are getting stronger, and Sam's actually showing showing massive improvement. He's thick as fuck. (laughs) And John's learning lots. Six is still obviously kicking their asses big time. And though she tells John, she's like, hey, we've been here for a week, it's time to open the chest. To which I say, fuck right off. Like, he'll do it on his own goddamn time. During one of the training sessions... Sessions. Dude. Actually, probably a good place to hide weed. In the chest? In the chest. I mean, it can't be opened, except by literally just John. Yeah. Um, John and Six have this weird, like, sexy TV moment where, like, John ends up on top of her, and they're like, OMG, and she ends up, like, and he's like, I know in my heart that Lorik can only have one. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Stinky, you scared me! Blue just got jump scared by the cat. Okay, I'm like enthralled in my story, and he just like, stop! He like crawls up my arm. Ow. Oh, shut up. Anyways. This might be one of our most distracted episodes. Okay, come on. Um, They have a weird sexy moment, and he knows in his heart that the lore can only have one love, so six must just be a crush, which like... I feel like you can be what in love with someone. What if the other person was a crush? <laughs> well, I feel like you could be in love with someone and be like, that person is attractive and I find them funny. Mm-hmm. Probably not a cr- Like, crush might be a little too far over the line in my opinion. But acknowledging attractive levels and that a person is a good person is something I feel like you can still do in a relationship. Yeah. Anyways, later that night, he impulsively opens the chest, but refuses to read the letter Henri left. So he settles, like, with Sam and Six, and they begin going through the chest. And the first crystal Six picks up, leaves her hand feeling numb, and makes her feel bad. And same with John. And Six doesn't know anything about the chest, because, again, she never really got to go through it. 
but they like see the healing stone and then there's another stone that allows the transfer of one legacy from one person to another after oh my god stink after it's been charged uh, out of the 17 stones and other bits and bobs in the chests they literally know what two of them do so kind of seems like on refilled. A stone that moves legacies from one person to another. But it's got to be like charged. But so yeah. you, someone has to give the legacy mm-hmm. to the stone. Yeah. And then the other person can take it from yeah. the stone. Yeah. Um, again, it kind of seems like I wrote Henri kind of failed because he didn't teach him shit. Yeah. Um, but Six reminds him that Stinky's on the keyboard pressing my notes away but six reminds him that they might like show what these things are (laughs) oh no you've been banished stinky's trying to tell us it's it's time to go to bed um he can't sleep so six and him go for a walk it's a little bit more romantic is he about to jump up on me again okay and it's a little bit more romantic than they should because they have to hold hands to be invisible together. Gotta hold and hands. And you got and if you're holding hands, you might as well be having a baby. And kissing. Same thing. Um, he's like, Oh, I think I might be attracted to six. And it's like, that's okay. What the hell? Okay. And John talks about how Henri was like really awesome and how he misses him. And as they're walking along this path, they like pop up to a house where a drunk man dr- like pulls into the house into the house into the driveway and he's like banging on the woman's door with a gun and he's like oh man fuck super out of nowhere and drunk, six drunk crashers that really give him a <laughs> oh my <rap>. god <laughs> six uses her invisibility to show him like to fuck off pretty much and he runs off they just poke his butt get out of here <laughs> get out but they like poke into his butt oh hole. no they don't just like poke his cheek they're like whoa and he's like what the fuck <laughs> Um, They keep talking, and when they return to the house, about to kiss, what do you think happens? Sam is like, "Mm, can I get get in on this? Is that your real guess? Yeah. Guess real. BK comes up like, can I get in on this? How about if the house fucking explodes? How about that? Whoopsie. How about the house explodes? Sam's dead. Really? No. (laughs) That'd be cool. That was one of your guesses. Yeah. That's not what happens. And that would not be cool. Sam turns into I would have been boy. right, though. Back He's a Marina. fictional character, and I would have been right. We're not going back to Maria. <laughs> we're back to we Marina. gotta be done with this podcast <laughs> after, by now. After Marina, we're done here. She's super anxious about after seeing that Moog in the city, and her mind's constantly racing. She has nightmares, battles, body grounds, people dead, blah, blah, blah. She wakes up from that nightmare and can't find Ella, who always seems to be like out and about nowadays. Or now a now a night. Because it's a night. Moog. Ella's a Moog? Yeah. That's your guess? Yeah. Okay. And she wakes to like Ella one night she wakes to like Ella like three inches away from her face. She's like <gasps> full panic attack mode. And Ella's like, I found the chest. I found it. Which seems like exactly like something a little kid would is. do. Hey, let me get in your fucking face and wake you up. I know where the chest is. <laughs> Ella like takes her to the little chest area and it's like hidden pretty good. And Ella has to, like, climb up and drag it out. So as she's, like, up there dragging it, the church bullies show up. Oh, no, the, not, not the, the church nuns, bullies. The girls. And they start antagonizing Marina, but she's fucking tired of their shit, and she goes ape shit on them. She uses her powers, and she's, like, telekinesising them, super speeding, punching the shit out of them. Like, she is really fucking them up. 
And at one point, Ella drops down from her hidey hole onto one of the bullies back who throws her into like a pew or something. They're in the like church part that of the church. That would fucking hurt. And she hits with a sickening crack. Something is very, very wrong. So, uh, Marina makes quick work of the bullies, knocks the fuckers out. Yeah. Goes to Ella, who has a bone sticking out of her knee, and her hand is completely mangled. Yeah. Uh, Marina freaks the fuck out, as the nearest hospital is a half hour away. She doesn't know what to do, but remembers that she has the power to bring plants back to life. Could it heal Ella? That'd be fucking weird. She's Hint. not a plant. It does. And... Ella's whole, all healed, and she's, like, feeling really proud that the damage that was inflicted to somebody who didn't deserve it has been rectified, which is very Jesus-y. It's all happening in a church. Mm-hmm. Ella wakes, and Marina's like, hey, I'm super proud of you for finding this chest. Go wash up. I'll Go get wash the up, chest. Because she's fucking bloodied. And so she gets the chest down, and she's like, now all I gotta do is find Adelina and convince her to open this with me. John. I'm kidding. We're done. <laughs> God damn. The POV switches. That episode was bad. This, this current this, episode. This current episode was pulling toenails. Ouch. Why would you say that? I'm just a baby. All right. Well, my name's Blue. Um, I love to read. Go follow us on TikTok, which is the only thing I post. I don't do Instagram. I don't know how to do Twitter very well. We do episodes on YouTube. Yeah, we're on the YouTube. Give us a five-star rating if you want. Or a thumbs up. Or a thumbs up on... on YouTube. Yep. On Apple. We're also on Apple. If... Okay, if it's a number out of five, give us five. That's the only one you can give it. Yeah. Or or zero. Of course. If it's out of ten, give us a ten or a zero. And... If it's a thumbs up, give it a thumbs up. We'll be back... Like and subscribe. With more... Who is this? With more The Power of Six next Tuesday if Justin's not EP. My name's Blue, I love to read. My name's Justin, I don't like to read it, and I'm so tired. Are you a Marina or a John fan? Get out of here.